The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoie Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoie Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. This special episode of Lead Tennessee Radio has been recorded as our state and nation respond to the pandemic. For our first several episodes, we interviewed the leaders in the Tennessee House and Senate. We're shifting our focus to those men and women who are leading our efforts to extend broadband to the unserved areas of our state. Our member companies are on the front lines connecting the unconnected, and their CEOs are leaders not only at their companies, but also in their communities and in the broadband industry at large. Today, as we continue the series of Lead Tennessee Radio with Bill Franklin, Bill is the CEO of Scott County Telephone Cooperative, which serves approximately 5,600 lines near the Tennessee-Virginia state line. Let's begin by talking about your operation, Bill, how it's been impacted by the pandemic. What kind of adjustments have you made uh, to continue serving your customers? Well, Lavoie, uh, first thing I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I feel real honored and uh, to be uh, to be invited to to do this interview and tell a little bit about our operation. Uh, I guess. Uh, you know, we've all been affected by this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And, and uh, you know, uh, the first thing we had to do, we had to, had to develop a policy. And as you know, you uh, you guys uh, helped, helped us by having uh, a lot of industry meetings, you know. And we had meetings with people in Virginia and North Carolina. We're, we're in two or three different associations. And... And, uh, and everybody was 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 kind of working together to to come up with a policy, and then you know then once we uh, we did that, we kind of went by whatever our state uh, health officials were recommended for us to do, and 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 basically enacting that that policy. But uh, you know some things we've done about uh, probably 15 to 20 of our employees are working from home today, and uh, you know that that basically is. Uh, uh, trying to protect our workforce and uh, and and you know um, we our customer service we we still we close the lobby uh, we still have the drive-through open but we're encouraging our our customers to use uh, uh, wireless or or uh, uh, some kind of digital form of payment uh, we still have people let mail payments in. Uh, but we still have a few that use the drive-through, you know. And uh, being in a rural area, you know, we we have a lot of walk-in traffic, so so we're kind of using this as an opportunity to try to educate people how they can pay, other than coming in the office. Uh, you know, we've uh, uh, we we got our phone system and, and and stuff set up so the you know when somebody calls in, why you know it'll just it works just like it always. You know, if they're in the if they're in the loop to for customers, so it'll rotate to the to the person that is not on on the line, and you know, or or the lady that's running the 
you know, the, the primary phone, she can tell who's on the phone and who's off the phone. So if somebody, if she needs to pass a call, she can pass it to somebody that's not uh, not serving a customer at the moment. So so actually that's gone pretty good. Uh, you know, we, we it took a day or two to get used to it, but it's gone really good. Uh, you know, we, we've got all the knock guys, they're working from home and uh, and basically doing the same thing. Uh, we've uh, we've taken our line crew and uh, divided them up into you know two groups and we've taken our splicers and divided them up into two groups and they're working four ten hour days and uh, and so basically they report at different times and uh, and we kind of rotate that so you know one day one group comes in at seven and the next group comes in at seven thirty and then eight and then the next week we rotate that but you know, two groups work Monday through Thursday, and the other and the other two groups work Tuesday through uh, Friday. So, with them reporting at different times, they don't really they just kind of pass. About the time one group gets uh, outfitted for the day, they're going out the door, and the other group's just coming in. So, but two days a week, they're they don't even pass because they're Monday and Friday. There's only you know there's only the the one group there. So. So that that's kind of worked good, and we've actually, you know, we've actually maybe been a little bit more efficient by going to ten-hour days, and we're actually getting more production out of our people. And I don't know if it's just they're scared and they don't want to, you know, they don't, they don't kill any time talking or anything. They don't socialize. We're practicing, uh, you know, we're, we're we're practicing social distancing, but but uh, we're actually we've been more productive the last two months. So. So uh, that's been a pleasant surprise, but uh, but then we've had a lot of demand. You know, our uh, our installers are garaging at home, and uh, they got their tablets, and they get their orders and their troubles on their tablets, and they just come they just come by the warehouse to pick up uh, equipment to either do an install or an upgrade. So uh, you know, we're not they're they're communicating with their supervisor, but. Uh, but they're not coming. They're not coming to the office, you know. And everybody's doing their time either on their uh, their tablets or their uh, or their laptops at home. And uh, so we've kind of eliminated that. We'd come in the evening. We had three or four places where the outside guys would enter their time. And so we've we've eliminated that congregating around those workstations, you know, to enter time. Right. So we may have gotten a little more, uh, uh, but you know, I was talking about it. You know, we're all of our co-ops, and you know, we we provide essential services, and and we really take that seriously. And uh, you know, we the schools turned out early. Uh, we've had a lot of people that's got sent home. In other words, they they've been given an option. I guess either get laid off or work from home. So, you know, the the school system contacted us and said, "What can you?" And what can you do? Well, you know, they're paying us a pretty big amount of money each month for bandwidth. And, uh, you know, b b uh, because they got all these computer labs and, and actually they've got a 10 gig connection to each school. So, uh, you know, they've not been using that connection. So what we tell them we do, any, any uh, school age kid, uh, we would upgrade the, uh, their, their broadband connection basically for free for 90 days so that because they sent all of them home with their Chromebooks and basically they're finishing out the year from home so 
And so we extended that offer to anybody that got sent home uh, uh, that that they couldn't get paid unless they had a broadband connection. So we, we, we made that same offer to them if they had a connection. Or we would even install them at a lower connection and then we'd upgrade them for the 90 days. That this, you know, the, the, and hopefully in 90 days it'll be over. But if it's not, we'll extend that. We'll extend that service to them. So we've, you know, we've literally probably done about 400 installs since February, and probably four or 500 upgrades. Wow, since that's February. great. That's great. Well, it just shows that I think those are good examples of how uh, you and other small and mid-sized telephone companies and cooperatives. Are, are a part of the big part of the community and whatever it takes to accommodate the consumer and your member, you're going to, you're going to do that. And that sounds like you're doing everything possible to accommodate during this uh, pandemic. Well, we, we try to, you know, we, we try, we're, we're kind of all in this together and, and you know, our, uh, our employees, I've really been proud of them uh, because, uh, you know, we, we try to, like I said, we, when we do an install, they wear a face mask and uh, and they wear the the gloves. And we actually even got them uh, those plastic face masks, you know, like you see a, somebody working in a steel mill or something grinding, you know. Right, shields. And some of them wear those, and some of them don't. Uh, we're not we're not making them, but they've got one if they if they want to. And uh, but they do wear their face mask and. Uh, the, the the you know the disposable face mask so they wear those and they wear the gloves so uh, and a lot of people you know call in and they'll say hey if you'll come by you know we'll leave we'll leave while you're there we we need this service so uh, and we just tell them and say well we'd like for you to stay you know and we ask all the questions that you're told to ask you know has anybody been sick anybody around a temperature and we usually do that about three or four times and we've told our guys they're uncomfortable then they can they can just tell them that they want to reschedule and come back you know if something but we've not had that happen yet so uh so uh you know but we're we 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 do provide an essential service and absolutely you know, so so and we take that serious you know and i think all of our all of our member companies uh in the in the, in the association uh treat their customers the same way I, I think you're right. I, I would agree wholeheartedly with you. Changing topics a little bit, I know this has been a particularly um, active, severe weather season as well. Uh, how has this impacted your operations? Okay. Uh, you know, we're up here in the mountains, and, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe it's not a benefit on a lot of things. You know, it's hard to build a road through here and hard to build a telephone or a, or a fiber line through here, but it kind of keeps the weather out well, there. So, <laughs> if, it if it doesn't rain, you know we've had a little bit of flooding, but uh, you know it kind of keeps those uh, it keeps those funnel clouds up in the air, and uh, so when they touch down, they're usually on top of a mountain, and there's not much there. So we've been blessed in that respect, and uh, and and I know some of the other guys have had uh, some real challenges with the weather, and uh, but that's one thing that we've not had to deal. with. Well, that's, so far. that's great. I hope you continue that uh, that good luck. Uh, recently, you received a grant from the state of Tennessee's broadband accessibility program. The grant was for one point nine million dollars, which you will match 
to serve parts of Union County. The grant actually went to PVEC Fiber. Tell us a little bit about that project and your involvement with it. Okay, okay. So, so we've we've actually, uh, you know, we 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 want to always try to try to serve rural rural Tennessee and and rural Virginia, and 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 so we overlap our service area with Powell Valley Electric, and uh, and and. <clears throat> And so we we actually you know they said we need some more broadband and 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 so we we've actually entered into a partnership with them to uh, to provide uh, service to their members and uh, so that's where the 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 Powell Valley Electric Co-op the PVEC fiber name came from and we basically uh, it, it's it's our partnership and you know we say it's. It's powered by Pi Valley Electric and Scott County Telephone Co-op, and you know we're. I guess our motto is that you know that that we're better together. So, uh, so uh, we, uh, you know, I know uh, a lot of times uh, since the electric co-ops have have been given the authority to provide broadband service and telecommunication service, that sometimes you know they they put you in competitive situations. So. You know, they 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 felt their members had a need, and 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 they they basically, you know, reached out to us and said, hey, let let's work together and and fill this need. And and like I said, we overlap them. They they serve part of Scott County uh, in Virginia, and they serve Lee County. So uh, and we had network in both counties. So so uh, you know that that. That just meant that uh, that that you know instead of us us trying to compete and fight, uh, we uh, we've joined forces and uh, and you know we wouldn't be able to you know Pi Valley's got 30, 30, 30 thousand customers and Scott County Telephone wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to build or afford to to build all those customers and and do the things that 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 you have to do. Uh, you know, and 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 by the by having the partnership, we we it's basically made us more efficient. You know, we we don't have to fool with make readies. We don't have to, you know, worry about uh, right of ways because they're building the lines on their existing pole lines. So uh, we've eliminated a lot of uh, a lot of red tape, and we've eliminated a lot of expense. It's actually made engineering. A whole lot easier because they've already got the, they've done got their plane on maps, and so we just take it and and size the cable, and basically in a few minutes, I mean you you can do a, you can engineer a project in 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 a fraction of the time you can if you're just starting from scratch, you know. So it's it's just a it's just a win win all the way around, and uh, you know we wouldn't be doing that uh, if it wasn't for them. But we've been blessed that. Uh, through this partnership that that we uh, that we've been awarded the 1.9 million for uh, Union County, uh, it's going to go by about 1,200 uh, customers. Uh, you know, uh, we're using uh, Calix Electronics, and uh, we can do. Uh, you know, we're going to offer up up to a gig to each location, and, uh, but we'll have the ability to do 10 gig uh, circuits if uh, you know if we have a business or uh, or even a residential customer that wants that much bandwidth, we'll have the ability to do it. You know, it's it's a pond uh, 
it's a pond uh, network, so uh, you know we, we've we've kind of found that 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 seems to be a little bit more efficient in the use of the plant, and uh, and it uh, gives us a little bit more flexibility in in the design. So uh, so that's what we're going with, but we're just really excited and and uh, and and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate. Uh, you know, Powell Valley Electric Co-op for uh, for partnering with us and giving us giving us this opportunity to help them serve uh, their customers in Union County. Yeah, that's that's a great project, and you've actually um, provided uh, what uh, Governor Haslam and now Governor Lee has was wanting to happen in. Uh, passing the Broadband Accessibility Act, you're actually partnering with your neighbors and you're, you're right, uh, working de- together is better. Uh, and you just explained uh, in great detail why why these public-private partnerships are so important. And I'd like to commend uh, your company and uh, also Powell Valley for uh, seeing the benefit of, of the partnerships. That's, that's a great, great example. It would be a, you know, it would be really tough if you went out and borrowed a hundred percent of the money to to serve to serve that, you know. And I'll just use our network as an example. You know, we got about six to seven customers per average average per mile, and it's hard to go out and borrow uh, the money to build a fiber network to, to provide the service that that we need for economic development and. Uh, and, and 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 it's a quality of life issue too. But uh, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, if you don't have these networks in these in these rural counties, then it's hard to attract uh, businesses that'll provide jobs and and that kind of thing. So uh, so you know, the state of Tennessee gets a real big pat on the back for coming up with this program because you know we we might not have been able to have done that project if we hadn't got that $1.9 million grant, you know, and and then once you get that network out there and serving that much uh, area, it's easy to edge out once you get there. It's just hard to get there to start with, you know. Exactly. You're, you're exactly right. Let's talk a, bit, a little bit about your fiber program as well. Um, how much fiber have you deployed throughout your service territory? Okay. Now, what we've done, we probably, you know, we've got, uh, and actually, you know, you're looking at some old numbers there when you say 5,600. We're probably down to about 4,300 customers in our ILEC territory. And uh, that, that's that been a, a kind of a, a decline uh, over the last few years. But we've probably got about uh, 1,500 to 2,000 of them served right now with fiber. Uh, We've actually got two projects that that we're that we are uh, building uh, today. We we've been going it. Uh, one of them's been been under construction for about I don't know thirty to forty five days, just about since this pandemic started. But uh, but we'll add a thousand customers, or or we'll go we'll we'll have fiber to the home to an additional thousand customers uh, in. Uh, Probably by the end of next year, uh, you know, we, we, uh, uh, but the way we're going, I mean, we're just, we're building like gangbusters right now. We're just, we're actually, we had one little, little community that uh, was outside our service area. We've overbuilt 
you know, our Sea Lake area that's outside the, 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 the ILEC service area in the county, we serve about 430 square miles in Scott County, and uh, which is the ILEC service area, and then there's about 150 square miles that, that we don't serve, which is the more populated part of the county. And we've already overbuilt it with fiber, and we had one mile that had uh, had right at 600, 700 customers. It's the most populated area in Scott County, and we left it out of the stimulus grant back in 2010 because it cost us 10 points on our rurality score. So <laughs> we left it out, but we we're just I don't know. We're probably two thirds. We've been building it for about the last. Uh, 60 days, and uh, and and we're about 75% complete on those those 600 homes, and uh, and and we're and actually that's what our guys are doing. They're we're building it ourselves. So so uh, so uh, that that's what these guys been doing when they've been working these 10-hour shifts. But but you know so, so basically when that's done, everything outside the ILEC territory will be fiber to the home. And then when we get that done, we'll be about, uh, I don't know, 65% uh, or something complete in the ILEC. And then we just did a reconnect uh, application to hopefully uh, finish that up. And when we do that, we'll be fiber to the home everywhere in our service area. And then, you know, we, in our CLEC area, when we did stimulus, we built about 850 miles of fiber. Uh, and and uh, went went by, you know, a bunch of, uh, of potential customers. Now I told you our ILEC uh, service area has about uh, 4,300 customers now. Well, you know, our total customer base is about uh, it was 94.22 last month. So I think we probably we probably passed 9,500 since. We've been doing all these installs during the pandemic, so uh, so you, you know we've actually got more customers now that's outside the the ILEC than we do inside the ILEC, and I would never have dreamed that if you'd asked me that 20 years ago that we'd had that we'd have more customers outside the ILEC, but we but we do, and you know they they've got uh, you know they got broadband, they got dial tone, they've got got video we got security uh, systems of course long distance services uh, but i think we're 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 somewhere between 23 and 24,000 services from these nine 9500 customers so so we're uh, you know we're really uh, we're excited about the uh, the opportunity to to serve some more of those those people and uh, and 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 take our services out and you know, our, our people, you know, you don't make a whole lot of money serving where, <laughs> where we serve. Uh, you do it uh, because you, uh, you know, it, 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 there's something said, uh, uh, there, there's some satisfaction in, in uh, saying that you serve, you know, you serve that area. And, you know, we fiber into places that, uh, you know, when people, if people visit there, they can't believe that they that they've got fiber to the home. You know, so uh, so you know that's uh, you know, and 
I don't know, ninety eight, two thousand. You know, we did uh, we did a we did a RUF loan and we borrowed about ten million dollars and and basically did a hybrid fiber copper. You know, in our in our four exchanges that were fairly new. They had the best plant that we had, and uh, and you know we got three to five meg of broadband out to those customers before a lot of people even knew what broadband was, you know, but we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, you know, so when we started getting these uh, these uh, uh, opportunities, you know, to secure some grant funds and stuff like that, well, because we done that, they, they weren't eligible, you know, they were defining broadband as either three or five meg back then, so, right. they, so that's the reason, you know, hindsight's 20, but I wish I hadn't done that, you know, but you know, we we were leading edge, but we shot ourselves in the foot. Well, and now you know, if you've not got ten one, and it's going to pretty soon be twenty five three or something. That so now these those four exchanges are eligible again, and we're building two of them right now, right. and hopefully we'll get the other two built. You know, maybe next start building them next year. So that's uh, you know, sometimes you you know you think you're doing the best thing, and then and you kind of. You know, you look back on it and you say, boy, I wish I hadn't done that, you know, but. Well, well but you, you're, you're, what you're doing, you're providing uh, that service really before it was actually um, prime time, so to speak. That's right. Uh, that's, that's in right. my prior life, I kind of did the, kind of the same thing. And you're, and you're trying to use your copper plant to its fullest extent and not abandon uh, a, a huge asset that you're going to actually just put in a few years prior to that. So you're. You're doing what you should have done, yeah. and you're doing what most small companies are doing. You've reinvented yourself from uh, just a small ILEC with even back then 5,600 lines to over, near to 10,000 now. You'll be 10,000 before this pandemic's over with. We, I guarantee we'll be 10,000 by the time we get Union County built. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe even more like 12. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's circle back uh, just for a second. Uh, I like to uh, come back around and uh, in the crisis we're in, we find ourselves in today's. It's it's a crisis for both our state and our nation. It's a multifaceted crisis. It's a healthcare crisis first and foremost, but it's also an education crisis, a jobs crisis, and a financial crisis. Unlike anything we've seen in our lifetimes, what does it do to the urgency in your mind to connect all Tennesseans to a reliable broadband network? Well, I think you know we're, we're you know if if you were in the if you're in the financial markets you know you you talk about uh, the uh, the unexpected something that happens that nobody can predict well you, and they call it a black swan you know well we're having we're having our black swan you know from a financial standpoint and uh, but it but if you look at the I guess the way I look at it. From from our standpoint, it, it's 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 causing a change in the paradigm. In other words, the way we do business, and uh, just like the 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 schools and closing down, and they're saying, well, you know, we're going to finish the year and we're going to do it on these Chromebooks and we're going to do it from home. So you know, so what? And the other thing that we're doing, Lavoy, that I didn't mention a while ago, because some of these kids maybe don't have a broadband connection or it's not available. So we're going out and sticking up these uh, these wireless towers uh, or, or just antennas. We're putting them on a telephone pole, 
and we're doing it in we're we've done two at, uh, at at two of the high schools that that don't have basically have any cell service and uh we're getting ready to do uh, a couple more of the elementary schools and uh and then we're doing a lot of them in these little towns and we're just we're trying to just shoot it right down main street and uh, it's kind of a twofold thing uh we were planning on doing it for uh, you know the little towns they have parades and they have uh, events during the summer then and they tried you know the, it, it they use it as a you know they 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 have food vendors and have entertainment and have all this kind of stuff come in but then they if they don't have good wireless service you know people like to get on facebook and and they like to tell what they're doing while they're doing it. So we we had we'd already planned to put these little wireless uh, uh, antennas up and just shoot it right down Main Street. So if they have an event, you know, that it could people could could text and and post pictures to Facebook and and do that kind of thing. And then the town itself could, if they had their Facebook page, they'd be able to record and and uh, and and do that. But what we did speeded this up, and we're trying to stick these antennas up so these school kids can use them for the last month or so of school. So we actually stepped that up, and 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 we've done that in partnership with the uh, with the with the uh, uh, planning district, and uh, actually one of the uh, one of the uh, electric utility companies, uh, uh, Appalachian Power, they 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 come in and offered to help. Do some of that. So we're we're buying the equipment and uh, and uh, and we're going to you know we're, we're partnering with them and and for our foot you know our service areas overlap and then you know we're uh, so so it's you know uh, our utility companies uh, doesn't matter whether it's telecommunications or power they try to step up and do the right thing you know but I think it's going it's this thing is going to cause a change in the paradigm and people are going to change the way that they live and they do business and a broadband connection is going to become more important uh, than, than it ever has and I can give you an example you know uh, I heard one of the guys talking the other day and, and, and he was talking about going grocery shopping and he said well I'm not going over there and one of them said well you're going to do the pickup you know uh, Walmart Food City They've all got these apps that you can, uh, you know, go in, make your order, and then drive up, and you text them or something, and they bring it out to you. He said, no. He said, I'm doing home delivery. He said, they'll charge you $4.95 if you uh, pick it up. And, of course, I know they've got a limit, but whatever that radius is, if you live inside that radius, they only charge you $3.99 to bring it to your house. So they don't want you in the store right now. So I thought that, you know, that's a change. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about. We're going to do business different than we've ever done it before, you know, and, and, and that's going to evolve more and more because we've been forced into this. So, so I, 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 I just, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it, it just makes that need that you were talking about for all Tennesseans to have a broadband connection just makes it stand out now that that we're going through this crisis that's know? exactly right and we we definitely appreciate everything that you and scott county telephone cooperative are doing for your consumers and tennessee consumers 
and uh, Virginia consumers as well. And we appreciate your, your participating with Powell Valley and, and uh, the new partnership that just shows how innovative our members are. And it shows you're, you're exactly right. You're the paradigm shifting and that uh, broadband is the uh, needed uh, infrastructure of the future. And we appreciate everything that you and your company are doing to make, make it happen uh, in the rural areas, not just the metropolitan or suburban areas. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. And one thing I want to say in closing is that, you know, the, the state of Tennessee can really be commended for recognizing the importance of these, of these broadband connections, even in these rural markets. And they've come up with this program that is allowing us to, you know, to, to build out and, and, and serve these people. And I just think they ought to be commended for that. And they were forward thinking. And basically, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but, you know, if you're going to, I guess the old saying is you got to put the, your money where your mouth is, and the state of Tennessee has done that, and they need to be committed for that. I, I agree. Thank you. Thank you for your comments, Bill. My guest has been uh, Bill Franklin, the CEO of Scott County Telephone Cooperative, and you've been listening to the Lead Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, which includes both cooperative and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you.